And welcome back to the Yes Functional Aging Podcast, where we give you insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. Hi, my name is Chris Ford, a best-selling author and owner of Yes Fitness, coming to you on this rainy Tuesday in Burlington, Connecticut. We've had a great stretch of weather, but I can tell you why it's raining this week. It's raining this week because I'm going to have the reef roof redone on my house. So they need to take the solar panels off, and they're going to put a new roof on. And obviously, they can't put a roof on if it's raining out. I don't think they can, at least. So that's why it's raining out. If not, it would be another gorgeous Tuesday like it has been for the last four or five weeks. We don't have any housekeeping right now. We're in week six of our D2S program. We'll be finishing that up in a couple weeks. It's going to try on their jeans again this evening. They don't know it yet, but it's kind of a little bit of a surprise for them. And... Other than that, we're just rolling along. It's going to be Thanksgiving before you know it, and uh, it'll be the first of the year. So let's just get right into this today. So the topic, the subject is, it's amazing how research can trump common sense again, again and again and again. Things that we might think are common sense, things that we believe should make sense and should happen, don't necessarily always work out that way, and that could be because of research. So here's more research that shows it isn't necessarily better, okay, to do more to get results. You don't necessarily need to do more to get results, and here's why. So uh, if you know one of our core values down here, yes, fitness is that we're always trying to improve, always trying to get better, we're always trying to stay on top of this industry. So typically we go to perform better, um, seminars a few times a year and if you don't know what perform better is perform better is an equipment company but on top of that they are one of the leading companies in the industry for educating coaches and businessmen and they've done a fantastic job last year when covid hit they ran something weekly for us uh webinars to pop on and learn about this time around for this summer they've changed it up a little bit they're having Four experts come on and talk about a topic. And they recently had um, four experts on come on and talk about fat loss. And, you know, we are here to help people live longer. One of the best things we can do to help people live longer is get them fit. And to be fit is to get the BMI down, get the body composition in line, and get some fat off their bodies. So on this particular episode, Alan Cosgrove, who is probably the smartest person I know on fat loss. He is the fat loss guru. He was on there, and if you don't know, I am part of Results Fitness University, and Alan Cosgrove is my business mentor. And he has one of the most successful gyms in the country. He's been on the podcast before. Results Fitness is one of the top 10 gyms in the country. He's voted every year uh, by men's health, women's health, things like that. And he lectures all over the world. So they had Alan on as one of the experts. And they posed a question to him. And the question was, what have you changed? What has changed in fat loss and programming? Now, if you want to know a little bit more about Alan, you just go ahead and Google his name, Alan Cosgrove. And his name is going to come up with a ton of stuff. And he wrote an article years ago, probably one of his best articles or, or one of the highest performing articles he had on the Internet was about hierarchy of fat loss, although it's misunderstood, um, what that article did was it talked about how exercise and specifically strength training was really the number one effect 
for fat loss. Okay, if you if you gave him one hour a week to work out, he would tell you to do strength training. There's overwhelming evidence that shows that strength training is the winner when it comes to fat loss, resistance training, lift weights. Right? You don't think that. You think that hey, I need to do cardio, more cardio, more cardio. And we talked about this before. It's not about doing more cardio. Strength training is the number one thing you should do. Come on, someone comes in my door, they tell me I got two two days a week to work out, and I'm here to lose some fat. I'm telling them to do strength training twice a week. That's where we start. We always start there. And for more than just reasons for fat loss, for bone density and strength and living longer and, and all those things, tightening up the body, strength training is number one. It burns more calories, it helps maintain muscle mass, and it increases your metabolic rate. So strength training is the thing to do. But at some point in time, as Alan points out, you have to do more than just strength training, okay? And when you do have more time to do strength training, we kind of think about what other forms of exercise that we're going to do. And what happens is we start to think about, or we just assume that we do more exercise, we're gonna burn more calories, and then we're going to get more fat loss. Makes sense, common sense, right? Exercise, burn calories, gonna get more fat loss. Calories in, calories out, that's how it works, that's how we're gonna lose fat. But he recognized, or he um, pointed out in a study in PubMed, recent, very recent study, I'm gonna give you the number for it, it's 23774582, since we're going to reference that study. And they looked at fat loss programming in older women. The women were, I want to say, between 60 and 74 years old. That's what it was, 60 and 74 years old. And the results, we would think that these results are going to hold true for all demographics. But right now, we're just talking about this age group, 60 to 74. So the purpose of the study was to examine the effects of three different frequencies of combined resistance and aerobic training on total energy expenditure and activity-related energy expenditure in a group of older women. So they took these women. They took 72 women from age 60 to 74. And they had three groups. Group number one, okay? Just group up into three groups. Group number one did weight training once a week plus aerobics once a week. They did cardio once a week. So weight training, cardio once a week. Group two did two days of strength training, two days of cardio. And group three did three days of strength training and three days of cardio. So it makes sense that three days a week, pardon me, three days a week of strength, three days of cardio, that's working on six days a week, they're going to burn more. So what they took a look at, okay, they took a look at body composition. They used a dual energy x-ray um, machine to do that. They had a little questionnaire where they talked about fatigue, to failure, depression, and the vigor of the exercise, okay? They tested their strength, their one strength, their one repetition maximum. They took a look at um, serum cytokines, which is an enzyme that's linked to fat loss, okay? And then they have maximum oxygen uptake on a treadmill test, resting energy expenditure, and they did this, and total energy expenditure, pardon me, and he did this before and after the 16 weeks of training. So this was a 16-week long study. And when he did aerobics, it consisted of 40 minutes of aerobic exercise at 80% of maximum heart rate. So 80% of max heart rate, that's working, that's working pretty hard. 
If you were using one of our heart rate monitors, you would be in the orange. I did that for 40 minutes. With your assigned days, I did that. And in strength training, they did two sets of 10 repetitions and 10 different exercises. And so it was about 80% of one repetition max. So I was lifting some weight there, okay? They're getting tired lifting some weights. And what happened was the study found that the total energy expenditure, that's the calories burned per day, peaked when they did two days of strength and two days of cardio. It peaked. They had the most calories burned when they worked two days of strength and two days of cardio. In a group that had three days of strength and three days of cardio, despite doing 50% more exercise, actually burned less calories per day than the two, two groups, the, the group that two days of strength, two days of cardio. Doesn't make sense, right? You would think that more exercise means better results. Working harder, working longer is going to give me better results. So outside the exercise session, the two-day to strength to cardio increased calories burned by 200 calories per day. The group that did three days of strength and three days of cardio actually reduced caloric burn by 150 calories. So they burned three, they burned 150 calories less per day. So that is a 350 calorie per day difference between between exercise of four days a week and six days a week. Sounds a little crazy, right? Sounds crazy. I know this happens all the time when people come into my facility and they say, I say, how often do you want to work out? How often are you going to train? And I don't train five days a week. I want to train six days a week. I want to come as often as I can. And depending on what the goal is, depending on how hard they train, sometimes I tell them, no, that's not what you should do. The people that are in our D2S program right now, our drop two sizes program, our goal is to do strength training twice a week and do two days of metabolic training twice a week. The other days, we're doing recovery workouts, right? Because you can see, now this is one study, and you can probably find some more studies that say the same thing. Maybe not. Maybe they can do some more research on this. But more is not always better, and harder is not always better. So these results indicate that three plus three training may inhibit non-exercise training activity related thermogenesis by being too time-consuming and does not induce superior training adaptations as one time a week strength cardio or two times a week strength cardio. So Alan's thoughts and my thoughts too, because I know is what we're dealing with in this particular study from 60 to 74 years old. And we train our average age clientele is 57 years old and they work hard, okay? And they're working hard six days a week. His thoughts, and I might agree with this is, they're so tired that they moved less, less the rest of the day and they negated any extra calorie burn. So think about that. They come, they work their butts off, next thing you know, they're sitting on the couch all day or they're sitting at their desk all day. They're not up moving around. So in Alan's eyes, what he's changed is, okay, that doesn't add any additional cardio to client programs if they're active. So someone is getting a consistent 10,000 calories a day, he doesn't add any cardio, cardio, okay? He just does two strength, two cardio. Now, if someone's not active, 
we're going to try to add some recovery work out there. We're going to add some work out in on those other days, not necessarily hard work, but we're going to add some extra work in there so that we're, we're allowing the body to recover, but we're also burning some calories, okay? So just think about that. More exercise does not necessarily mean better results in this particular case. And we find that in many cases now, more and more, that recovery is so important. If you take a look at the NBA now, I've mentioned it before, they give their athletes nights off where they don't play at all because they want them to recover. That's unheard of, even 10 years ago. You never give an athlete a night off. If you're not hurt, you're playing. This isn't even about being hurt. They just give them time off because they want them to recover. In the NFL, they've taken away two a days. They've taken away a lot of um, um, uh, physical practices during the season, during the week. They took away physical practices. They shut. They cut. They cut down training camp. They do a lot of more. A lot more work in shorts. No, we're not playing football. But the, the point is that they have found that people need to recover. And in this particular case, that might be what it is, that people are not recovering. People are not being active those extra hours of the day after the exercise workouts. So keep it in mind when you're thinking about how often you want to train and what you're trying to accomplish. More is not always better. And I think this is a great case where it indicates that more is not better. If you have any questions about this or you'd like to discuss it with me, leave it right down in the comments. I'll get back to you. Or give me a call, stop by, I'd be more than happy to help you with this. If you're having trouble losing some fat and you want some help with that, give us a call. It's one thing that we do do down here all the time. We help um, people maintain their muscle mass or gain their muscle mass while losing fat, which is a challenge in itself. Um, that's what I have for you. I appreciate you taking the time to listen and watch. I hope you guys have a great week, and I'll see you again next Tuesday where I'm going to give you more insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. Thanks for watching, and have a great night.